Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, January the 19th, 2024. It is the second Friday in Ordinary Time. It is the day of the March for Life. I did not make it this year. Um, and it's also a very snowy day here on the East Coast. Our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those whom he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve whom he also named apostles, that they might be with him and he might send them forth to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, whom he named Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, whom he named Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. I hope I said that right. Also, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, <coughs> Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. So I repeat a lot of my themes if you listen to me consistently, but that's because the gospel repeats itself so very often, and a lot of the same themes are repeated. Today, Jesus, it's still in the gospel of Mark at the beginning of Jesus's public ministry, and very early on, he called his 12. He called them apostles. There will be others who are called apostles later on, like St. Paul, St. Luke, there are many called disciples. At some point, he's going to send out the 70 or the 72, and they say they're a foreshadowing of the first priests, whereas these are the first bishops of the church. And it says when he calls them, let's just take a note of what this looks like. He goes up the mountain and he summons them. I love this. It makes him sound like he's a king, because guess what? He is. In fact, he's bigger than a king. He's God. He summons whom he wants, and he only picks 12. There are so many that perhaps would want to be part of the 12, but he picks those particular 12. I bet you there's a lot that don't want to be too close and too deeply involved because they realize the dangers, the perils. But... He summons them and he sends them forth. And it says here it's for two reasons. To preach and to have authority over demons. What people don't realize is that those are the same thing. To preach and to drive out demons. That's what our preaching is supposed to do. We fight a spiritual battle of principalities and powers. Jesus came to conquer the devil. And he does it in part through his preaching, but also through prayer. This is the main reason why we have bishops. Don't get me started. I'm, I'm just on a little bit of a tangent here. But how very often in the church today, the bishops are more concerned with the temporal power that they have, the temporal affairs. We have this much money. We have this many buildings. We have to make the buildings look nice. We uh, have these nice other things, and, and of course, making everything look good. Some of us grow up with the idea, it's so ingrained in us, we have to make everything look good, that it's less about the truth. It's less about the preaching, and people want then the preaching. There's this expectation of the preaching 
to just be say something nice say something that will make everyone feel good about themselves and where they are. And that's, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I saw a great article on it recently, the difference between the Christian religion and the American religion. America, as George Bush would say. The American religion is all about making you feel good. A lot of times people say it's Christianity, but that's not Christianity. Christianity is what I just read. Preaching the truth and driving out demons. And guess what? I'm all out of truth. Now, that's just a funny line there. But no, we are always filled with the truth. Remember, Jesus calls the devil the father of lies. So preaching the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how challenging it is, no matter if people don't want to hear it, right now, even in all this snow, people are marching on Washington. Why? Because for the past how many years? 50 years, it's been legal to kill babies in this country. So... The very fact of abortion is a lie. It's covered in lies. It's filled with lies. And those lies lead to death. Jesus came to give us authority over the lies, a.k.a. over the demons, to drive out the demons. This is the mission of the church. We have to keep coming up with these stupid mission statements. I'm sorry, I'm getting fired up here. But I just, it's so essential to know who we are as Catholics, and everybody gets caught up in the wrong stuff. How often have we worked in parishes and dioceses, diocesan offices, where we're sitting around in meetings coming up with uh, flowcharts and mission statements, when the reality is Jesus gave us a mission, it's to drive out the devil and to preach the truth. Now, I mean, there's also going to be healing that Jesus does. What Jesus does is what we are supposed to do. What's he doing? Driving out demons, healing people, preaching, right? And he forms people in charity. He forms people like that's a big story of him calling the apostles. Big part of the story, I mean, is that um, they were all over the place. They were a mess. They're still going to be a mess for a while. But he's forming them, and he's forming them through love. Through that loving interaction that they have with the Son of God, Jesus is making them better men, and and the other disciples, many being women, better women. He's loving them. And that's a great topic that I like to talk about all the time as well. What exactly is Jesus doing with these people? He's fathering them in the truest sense of the word. He's giving them the love that maybe they never received. And as a result, they're turning away from their sins and they're becoming powerful in the spirit. So powerful that they can command demons to leave and they do. Now, this reading today follows after a reading about David and Saul. Saul is seeking David to kill him because he's jealous. David, now Saul and David are both anointed. David has an opportunity to kill Saul, but he doesn't. Why? Because he recognizes that he's God's anointed. They're both God's anointed. But God now favors David. Why? And this is going to happen even with our apostles. Because Saul has turned to a life of sin. Now, David's going to turn to sin as well, but he's going to repent. That's different about David. He repents. They're both sinners. They're both anointed. You and I, through our baptism, we are anointed. We should love our neighbor, but especially our brothers and sisters in the faith. The Bible says that. And 
It's true, we can turn from the way. So Saul has turned. As a result, David now has the ultimate authority. It's going to take time, though, for David to fully realize that in an earthly sense, because he doesn't want to harm God's anointed, that is Saul. So nature's going to take its course. Saul's going to fail here. Saul's eventually going to die. He's going to commit more and more sins. Eventually, he's going to die in his sins. David, even then, doesn't just come in and take possession of the land. He still allows Saul's children to take possession for a while. And little by little, David is going to be crowned because God has anointed him. God has crowned him. And then David is going to conquer other nations. What happens in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of the new. David is a Christ figure. Saul's a bit of a Christ figure too, but he's also a Judas. Solomon is a Christ figure, big time. David's son, he's also going to be a Judas. David's like the only king. God didn't want to give them kings. God wanted to rule them directly, but they wanted a king. So what happens? They're all evil. But at least David does repent. David dies in the friendship of Almighty God. But once again, it's a foreshadowing of what's going to happen here, and that is that we are anointed to have power and authority. I preached recently about authority. It's it's a big theme in our faith. We have a hierarchy. He puts, God puts the Pope in charge of the church, and then there's the bishops and then the priests. So many people, I've worked in situations where people could care less what the priest is saying. These are Catholic institutions that push the priest out, and sometimes the bishop backs up the lay people. How many times the bishops have betrayed their people? How many times in history has the Pope betrayed the faith and betrayed the people? It does happen sometimes. But we have to stay the course, all of us, and realize the authority we were given for the good. Saul was given authority, right? Judas was given authority. They lose that authority because of their sins. David has authority that he maintains till death. The other apostles are going to maintain their authority. They're going to do amazing things throughout their lives. They're going to found churches all over the world, and then they're going to die as martyrs. Most of them, just not John. John should have died as a martyr by earthly standards, but the Lord protected him, and then he later died of natural causes. But as we talk about this authority that the apostles have, as the the authority that David has, each of us by our baptism has that authority, and so many other things give us authority. Like I say, I preached on this recently. Parents have authority over their children. Teachers have authority over their students. Priests have authority over their parishioners. The list goes on and on. Many people are placed under our care, and we have authority over them. Now, what does the devil want us to do with that authority? Take advantage of the people under us and and rule for our own sake so that it benefits us in some selfish way. Why does God give authority? He also gave authority to Adam and Eve, and that didn't go so well because now we all are born with original sin. We're conceived in original sin. But God gives us authority over others and over this earth, over our homes. And today we are exercising authority over the United States of America in this March for Life. God gives us this authority for the sake of not domination, but dominion. I recently became a teacher again, and I'm so excited because it's what I feel called to do. And God gave me authority over these students, not to (laughs) rule over them, not to punish them and act like a jerk and dominate, right? Although some teachers like to do that, God gave me authority over my students to 
um, I mean, what are, there's a lot of ways we can say it. To love them, to, to form them, to pray over them and deliver them from the evil one, to lead them in the truth. What Jesus does with his apostles, he does with all of us to some degree or another. He gives us authority to preach the truth. Sometimes he gives us authority for healing. He gives us authority to drive out demons. So guess what? As this uh, today, we we once again are praying for our country. We're reclaiming this country for Jesus Christ, but also your home, your family, uh, anybody that's been placed under your authority. You now have a divine commission. It is your duty, given you by Almighty God, to bless and protect those given to you, to bless them, to mother them, to father them, depending on what you are. Yes, I said it. Isn't that crazy that I said that? You know, Pope John Paul talked about it all the time. The purpose of female is potential motherhood. The ultimate purpose. There's a lot of purposes. The ultimate purpose of manhood is potential fatherhood. So God has given us this divine authority to love the heck out of those placed underneath us. Just as Jesus did while he was here on earth. He transformed these people. He formed them through love. Matthew gave up being a tax collector. Some of these women gave up being prostitutes. And the list goes on and on and on. St. Peter gave up all kinds of sinful behavior. All of them. Why? Because Jesus loved them. Jesus exercised his authority given him by the Father to win their hearts. And that's what we're called to do as well. So it's something good to meditate on today that the Lord wants us, you and me, to conquer the world. He's given us the ability and the authority to conquer the world, uh, mainly through the sacraments, but it's also through us maintaining what we've been given through a good moral life, by receiving the sacraments, by living a life of prayer. Uh, we have been called, we have been given the great gift to transform the world together with Our Lady, with the saints, with the angels who are by our side, who are confirmed in their position of authority and in their position of blessedness and having already entered the blessedness of heaven. So I hope everybody has a great day. Let's continue to pray for one another.